I'm Jenny Carlson. I'm Barry Trammell. Welcome to the Jenny and Barry Show. The college football playoff continues to work out the details of how the new 12-team playoff is going to work. And even though we have yet to see the 12-team model at work, the sports leaders are already talking about expanding the expanded playoff. What in the wide world of sports is going on here? (laughs) Is this all about the SEC and the Big Ten wielding power? Or are we quickly headed toward a day when there are 14 or 16 or more teams in the playoff? We'll talk about all that and more, but first we want to say thanks to these sponsors for supporting the Jenny and Barry Show. The Oklahoma Ford Dealers Association, MidFirst Bank, Next Gen Roofing, Two Fellows Movers, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, 988, Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And hey, if you're moving, let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you. But we know two fellas who love moving. At Two Fellows Moving Company, we offer free, no-strings quotes for your move. With more than 20 years' experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? We've got you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellows.com for your free quote today. All right, Barry, we heard last week the college football playoff has agreed to the five plus seven model. Top four ranked conference champions get the one through four seed. The next one, likely a mid-major, a group of five, will probably be listed somewhere else in the rankings, probably not number five. But all things considered, demise of the Pac-12, not having a true power five, soon to be power four, is the model, is the five plus seven model, is it fair? I think it is. You know, you go back to to the summer of 21, in June of 21, when the four-man committee of Jack Swarbrick of Notre Dame, Craig Thompson of the Mountain West Conference, Greg Sankey of the SEC, and Bob Bowlesby of the Big 12 put together this 12-team model that no one had ever really bantered out into the marketplace. And it had all kinds of elements that seemed to punch every box. So it seemed like a great thing. Took us a long time to get here. At the time, it was a six plus six model. That didn't account for the demise of the Pac-12. A lot can happen in three years. But uh, I like I like this five plus seven model. It it uh, gives our, every conference a, a path to the playoff. It gives. Um, a team's chance to host home games. It keeps the bowl games involved if if that's uh, your ticket. So lots to like about it. I think it's got the chance to be really good. Yeah, and you know, I, I know that uh, having a group of five conference champ that's in the mix, I'm for it. I, I totally think it's great to have, you know, obviously Cincinnati made the top four a few years ago before they joined the Big 12. First time we'd had a group of five team in the 14 playoff. I think having teams like that make the 12 team playoff on a regular annual basis is fantastic. I think it adds, we're not, listen, we're not going to get at least no, no time soon. Although we're going to talk about expansion here in a second. 
we're not going to get to the level of the March Madness upsets in college football quite away because we're not going to we're not going to have the number of potential Cinderellas. We're likely just going to have the one in the playoff. But I do like the chance of seeing. You know, what if the Tulane South uh, uh, Southern Cal game at, uh, of a few years ago had happened in the 12 team playoff? I mean, that would have been so much fun to watch that kind of upset happen. Um, you know, so to me, having a group of five team there is absolutely the way to go. But I think we've seen over the years that traditionally your group of five team, the, your best group of five team, is probably not ranked among should probably not be ranked among the top five so just going top five champions one two three four five frankly seems not fair to me i don't think that's the way to go so i think having that that group of five champions somewhere in your top 12 is great but i think allowing those rankings to play out makes a lot of sense and i'm with you barry i think the whole idea of you know those home games bowl games being a part of it there's a lot to like about this. Obviously, we haven't seen it play out, but at this point, I got to say, kudos to the to the playoff committee. I think there's a lot to really appreciate about what they've set up here. Yeah, and I think this mid-major, this group of five element is going to bring a little Cinderella element to the tournament. Yeah. What made the NCAA basketball tournament great? Was it Princeton-Georgetown? Was it uh, Valpo-Ole Miss? Yeah. Or was it North Carolina, Kentucky? It was the <laughs> former. It was the little guy. It was St. Peter's. It was George Mason. UMBC. UMBC over the Virginias. That's what made March Madness. Was that Not that we get a bunch of upsets all the time, but just the possibility. We never have that in college football, and now we do with the tournament. Now, most years, the group of five is going to be the 12th seed. They're going to play at a number five, so it'll be I don't know, Boise State at Notre Dame or San Diego State at uh, Alabama. Most years, we're not going to see an upset in those kinds of matchups. But what if we do? What if Boise State does go to South Bend and beats Notre Dame? What if San Diego State does go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama? What a jolt of energy that would do for the sport. So the, the element, the addition of a Cinderella has the potential to make the college football playoff something really spectacular. And here's something I'll say about that possibility. I think it's only going to go up if we see the trend currently happening in college football continue. That being the flattening out of the, the teams as the transfer portal, as NIL has come into play. You don't, I mean, it really doesn't feel like we've got sort of the unbeatables anymore. Obviously, Georgia seemed to be in that spot. But a year ago, they don't even make the playoff. They don't even win the SEC. So, you know, Alabama has, we've seen them lose games. Uh, you know, it just feels like we're seeing more of an evening out. And again, I'm with you, Barry. I don't necessarily think that means on an annual basis that group of five champ is, uh, you know, going to win. But I think if that trend continues, we're going to see that as more and more likely because you do see that that flattening seemingly of the programs around the country. So what that looks like today may not be what it looks like in another couple of years if that trend continues. Of course, after last week and the news coming out about the playoff committee, the playoff might, might not look like this in a few years. I mean, what the heck's going on here? What? We haven't even seen 12 teams at work. 
why oh why are we talking about 14 teams or 16 teams don't we need to see this uh 12 team playoff before we start talking about expanding it well this is typical college football attitude right you go borrowing trouble you see something new and you find out what you perceive to be what's wrong with it can't have a transfer portal because all the all the uh, big money teams will get all the players well it turns out that's not true you can't you know you can't uh, uh you can't stop the clock i mean you got you got to keep you can't stop the clock after a first down or the uh or if you if you let the clock run after a first down the games will get too short yeah that didn't happen either just everything about it is just doomsday and then it never happens overreaction so, yeah overreaction city and what we're talking about here is we haven't even had the 12 team playoff and already the SEC and the Big 10 are worried about how many teams they might they were going to get in of course when you're when you're an 18 team conference like the Big 10 that might have been something you thought about before you uh before you created such a huge conglomeration of squads yeah. you know if you're if you're uh, uh i don't know Iowa if you're Michigan State if you're UCLA maybe even USC you're looking around and say wait we may not be we might not ever be one of the one of the three or four best teams in the league anymore yeah how are we going to make the playoff so you expand the playoff before it even uh, gets a chance to try the 12 team version that's what's going on. So it's it's just it's fear mongering. It's a lack of com uh, competitive uh, nature. It's just people wanting to be given something. But that's the attitude of these uh, of these power conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC. Yeah, I have to think, too, it's a little bit of a reaction or maybe a lot of a reaction of the SEC looking at what happened last year and saying, Oh my gosh, we almost got left out of the playoff, the four-team playoff. You know, what's going on here? So, you know, the fact that you did have an undefeated conference champ in Florida State out of the ACC, we know obviously all the the uh, specifics of that case, uh, Jordan Travis getting hurt, you know, quarterback going to the third string that would have potentially been playing in the playoff. So there were some other mitigating circumstances there, but to have that happen and then the SEC stand on the cusp of are we going to get a team in? I'm sure that there's a lot of concern amongst uh, those conferences. Are we going to get enough teams in to sort of feed the beast? So I think that there's probably some reaction from that. Had it been a more, I don't know, normal quote unquote year, which obviously you don't have any sort of normal, but you know, had the SEC's top team won the SEC championship, had Georgia rolled, had they gotten in undefeated, Maybe it's not quite the fear mongering that we see right now, but clearly after Georgia lost and then some wondered would Alabama make it over Florida State, now you've got the question, well, you know, what if they're, you know, what if the SEC, uh, SEC people, what if the SEC only gets two teams in or three teams in? I mean, I don't know what their, you know, minimum number would be, but I'm sure that that's got to be factored into their, their heads too, because I mean, like I said, I haven't even started this, and now we're talking about expanding the expansion. So is there ever a point where demands of the SEC and now their their big conference brother, the Big Ten, stops demanding all this stuff? Or is this just the beginning of all of this, Barry? No, this is a – it will not end. This is a, uh, this is a uh, culture of, uh, of desire. This is a culture of hate. 
give me what I want when I want it. I don't want to have to earn it. Uh, the accountability is small. You know, we there was a time in college football when you couldn't even uh, if you couldn't even go to a bowl game, and especially out of the Big Ten, Big Seven was this way also. But unless you won the league, uh, those were draconian days. You don't want to go to that. But now where you've reached a point where, hey, you you think you ought to be able to schedule your way into the playoff or into a New Year's Day bowl or into the championship game, whatever the case may be. You uh, you jerry-rig the schedule. You uh, pack up the home games. There are teams in America uh, that play 12 games, eight of them on their home campus. It's, uh, it's not a system designed to uh, be uh, competitive fairness. It's not competitive balance. And these leagues define that, but the Big Ten and the SEC. So I think they're talking about a 14-team playoff so that they can uh, be guaranteed multiple teams, probably four each for the Big Ten and the SEC. Now, the good news is, uh, I think in that kind of role, they're going to grant the ACC and the Big 12 two each. Uh, Seems like crumbs from the table. But on the other hand, it would uh, guarantee two Big 12 teams in. And right now with 12 teams, they're not going to get guaranteed. In fact, last season, um, you know, we would have had, had one Big 12 team into a, into a 12-team playoff. So there are some residuals uh, that yeah. are good if we move to 14. But how about if we just give the 12-team uh, bracket a, a try and, and let, it, let it roll for a few years and see how it does? Yeah, I'm all for that. And I'm excited about 12 teams as well. I will say the thing maybe that gets looked over a bit, and maybe not in all circles, but some as we're talking about 14 teams, 16 teams, obviously there'd be buys involved for some of these teams. You'd have to do it to make it work out the right way. But to me, I want to see how 12 teams play out, not just for you know, the quality and, and all the, how it all shapes out as far as all these different uh, moving parts. But I want to see how it goes for the players too, because this is adding potentially, uh, you know, several more games to the schedule for teams that if you, uh, you know, have 12 team regular uh, season schedule, play a conference championship game. Now you're talking about you know, adding several more games to the schedule for these players, this really starts to look like an NFL type of schedule in length, you know, as you look at uh, how long it could potentially be for these teams. It's not going to be for everybody, but for some teams it will be. So I want to see how that plays out before we start talking about adding more games and more layers and more weekends of games, because I do think these players aren't used to the seasons this long where you've got so many games at the end that are so important. You know, at this point, you really only have four teams that play with stakes that high in, you know, two extra games at most. So now you're talking about a much more difficult end of the schedule for those teams that make the playoffs. So from a safety standpoint, from a how are they playing, injuries, all those sorts of things. I want to see 12 teams before I start to even think about, well, let's add some more teams. Let's add some more weekends. Let's see how that goes. No, let's see how 12 goes first. Because, Barry, I think there's a lot to like about this setup. Do you, I mean, do you have sort of a favorite part of this new model? Obviously, we've not seen a play out, but there are home games. There's the mid-major um, uh, guarantee of at least one in there. We've got 
playoff games in December before Christmas. Do you have sort of a favorite part to how this uh, setup looks right now? Yes, I do. And it's, it's the combination of sight and date. And you just mentioned it. That first round, those four first round, I think the plan is to play a Friday night and three Saturdays. Four playoff games before Christmas, the week, I think most years it'll be the week after Army-Navy game, and you're dealing with uh, campus games. You're looking at, you're looking at, I don't know, Ole Miss at Penn State. You're looking at Missouri at Oklahoma. You're talking about Arizona at um, Florida. I mean, think about it. We could have a college football playoff game in Stillwater or Norman. How cool great. would that be? It'd be awesome. And it would be, it would be awesome. And, you know, I'm actually one of the guys who's okay with bowls. I've, I've, I've soured on the bowls to some degree, but I'm, I'm, I like tradition. I like history. I'm okay with bowl games, uh, mainly because of their neutral site status. But the idea that we could see, I don't know, let's pick a good one, Tennessee at Michigan on December 15th. How cool would that be? Be great. 21 degrees and, and, and windy in Ann Arbor. <laughs> the balls go out there in those pale, pale orange, um, freezing, freezing their butts off. That'd be a fun game. Or I don't know, let's pick another one. That'd be North Carolina at Southern Cal. I mean, what a crazy matchup uh, playing in the Coliseum, the Tar Heels. So, you know, somebody like OU and OSU, same same uh, system that gives you a home game can give you a road game too. I mean, OSU could make the playoff and find that they're playing in Athens, Georgia. Georgia doesn't win the SEC, so you know they're the whatever seed, six seed. Cowboys are eleven. You know, playing in between the hedges is probably not a fun thing to do uh, in a college football playoff. But still, the spectacle is cool, and I think that concept. I think this is a playoff that has all kinds of things. It has has bowl games. It has uh, the neutral side of the national championship unrelated to a bowl. It has campus games. It has a Cinderella. But that first weekend is what I'm really uh, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the home game aspect of it, it's not only going to be cool, but I think it's also going to be good because, you know, you're asking fans if you're, uh, you know, if you've got a team that's not a top four seed, you know, you, you potentially are asking people to travel multiple weeks to games. It's not going to happen. I mean, people are probably going to hedge their bets. I mean, they've been doing it for years with the four team playoff, Barry, um, our very own Bobby Howard, uh, who does a lot of our behind the scenes social media said a couple of years ago, uh, he and some family friends and, and various folks were talking about going, uh, when the Sooners made the playoff one year and they decided to hold off because they thought, well, if they make the championship game, we want to go to that. So we'll just save our money. So people have been people have been making that decision for years. And it's a tough one. I mean, it's a tough decision to make. So I think to maximize your crowds, your energy, you know, the fact that you're yes, it's going to be a, it's going to be a disadvantage if, if Tennessee's got to go to Michigan or North Carolina's got to fly all the way across the country to play at Southern Cal. But there's the motivation to get into that next tier, that that five to eight, so that you get to host. I think it's, you know, some people have wondered, well, you know, is this playoff going to somehow make the regular season less than? Heck no. No, no. it's not going to make the regular season less than because you're going to have teams fighting to get in the top 12 
And then you're going to have them fighting for, for position within the top 12. You want to buy, you want a home game, you know, you want in. So I think there's just going to be a massive amount of competition. I think it's going to be fantastic to see how many teams are fighting for position within this 12 team playoff. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest benefit of the playoff is what it does for the regular season. Most years on November 1st, there's about 10 teams still in the running for the right. playoff. Next, uh, this coming season, 2024, I think there'll be no less than 30 still involved in the, in the race. Um, you know, if you're, if you're still in the race for the conference title on November 1st, you're in the race for the playoff. I don't care, you know, if you're, I don't care if you're four and three overall, if you're three and one in the ACC, you're in the running. If you're three and one in the Big 12, you're in the running. So it, it gives teams a, a longer runway to keep their season interesting. And I think that's going to be a really good thing for college football. Now, it doesn't fix September and all the rum-dums everybody wants to play. The college football playoff committee could do that. They could yeah. fix September by penalizing you for playing three rum-dums. But so far, we'll have to see. Uh, we haven't seen that they'll do that yet. But it should be a better regular season leading to a really good playoff. By the way, Florida State, I know OS Oklahoma State fans, they'll harken back to 2011 and how close they were to making the BCS title game. And, you know, just a few years away from change to expanded how the playoff worked, they'd have got in. ACC, Florida State, they got to be thinking, man, if only, I mean, if Florida State is in the 12, if it's, if it's the 12-team system and that Florida State team a year ago, they're not only in, they get a bye. There's... Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no no right. doubt. I mean, obviously, it would have been with with the Pac-12, but still, they're they're in, and there's zero doubt they're in. So, I, it's just it's heartbreaking that that had to happen. Uh, somebody was going to get left out last year, but it really does make sure those power conferences get their champion in. Maybe multiple teams, as we've heard, like you were saying, Barry. It sounds like there's talk of that too, but. It's not a perfect system. You're going to have a, a team that ranks 13th, 14th, 15th that might have an argument to get in. It's going to happen regardless of how many teams are in there. But this looks like a really good system. I'm really excited. Some of these details we've heard, it's going to be so much fun to see how it plays out in the fall. Well, hey, that's all the time we've got this week. We've got all sorts of college football content at selloutcrowd.com. You can find our columns, videos, and podcasts there as well as at barrytrammell.com and jenny-carlson.com. If you want our content sent straight to your inbox, just sign up for our newsletters. It's free and it's easy. You can just head to selloutcrowd.com and opt in. If this happens to be your first time hearing or watching us, be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.